Tired of toxic, boring, or dead-end relationships? Feeling lonely or clueless when it comes to love? Need a fresh perspective? Well, you found it. This is Romancipation, a podcast that challenges conventional ideas about sex, love, dating, and mating. Hosts Marley and Lise offer candid and provocative advice about what it takes to find the partner you deserve. It's time to rethink your approach to your love life. Take charge and get romancipated. Today's topic, most people suck in the sack. Is sex on the first date worth it? I have a lot of feelings on this. I want to hear them. What do you think? Well, I think first off, I need to have some clarification because are we talking about sex, sex on a first is when the penis <laughs> goes in? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I was I was confused on that. No, I'm just wondering, like sex on the first date, meaning that you've already met this person or that you're just going to pick up some guy or a girl in a bar because okay, great, I think I need great some clarification. Question. Great question. So I am not talking about a one night stand. A one-night stand is two people that randomly meet, whether it's in a bar, on the the apps where, like, you know, they right. swipe. They're like, let's meet up. And the idea is the reason you are meeting up or hanging out is purely for a sexual encounter. Okay. 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 Got it. That's, that's a whole nother story. I truly— I've never had a one night stand. Have I haven't you? either. Okay. No, I haven't so either. So I, I listen, no judgment, but for me, I think it's a very dangerous game to play. So yeah. we'll, we'll just put that We're over. We're going to side table. We're going to side okay, table. Fine. Perfect. Yep. No, what I am talking about is the first date. So for me, that means there's already been the initial interaction, whether it be online. Okay, or so in you've already person. communicated a little bit. You've and, communicated, yeah. you've actually set up a time to meet each other. So there's obviously some type of attraction there that's been established. And you are going to go on a date. And and let's be really clear, an in-person date. Okay, right. You're not just sexting over like the the internet. Correct. You're actually in an in-person date. So you're at that point where two people have agreed to meet together. They're going to interact. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So I wrote this topic because I think it is a really important one. I think that a lot of people end up having sex for the wrong reasons. Okay. Well, I keep going because I, yes. Okay. I am telling our listeners not to have sex on the first date, not because I think there's a religious reason, a cultural reason, a moral reason, none of that. Okay. Because I think that's the reason most people get hung up. And I I would agree with you. Yeah. And I'm trying to romancipate them. Okay. I'm trying to tell (laughs) them that that's not the reasons why you shouldn't have sex with an individual that you meet on the first date. I am saying that the reason is in the title. Most people suck in the sack. I think most people do suck in the sack. Yeah, they, they, and I don't mean like as in a positive sucking, as in like, you know, like blowjobs. <laughs> I mean, as in most people aren't very skilled in the bedroom, especially right. with a person they don't really know. Right. Cause I feel like you just added a layer there because I feel like a lot of people don't have a level of trust at that point in a relationship to be able to say what gets them off. You, you know? nailed it. 
That's, you nailed it. <laughs> I nailed it. Even so even so yeah. many puns here. Yeah. But that is exactly part of what I am getting to. When you first meet a person, you have the opportunity to really get to know them, to figure out if this is an individual that you match up with, not only in wants, needs, the type of relationship you're looking for, what you guys might have in common. Mm-hmm. Those are all really important things to establish yeah. because once you establish those types of situations with another person, when you really figure them out or start to figure them out, a trust naturally develops. Right. And here's the deal. Most people are uncomfortable with their bodies. Most people are uncomfortable with asking a person they don't know to do certain things to them. Well, I'm going to caveat that by saying, I think a lot of people that even do know their partner and have built a level of trust still have trouble asking for what they need. I would agree. And that is why so many relationships, I think, end up failing in the bedroom. Right. Because there's not good communication. Yep. There's not trust. There's not empathy. There is a lack of understanding of not only what each person needs, but what they want when it comes to a sexual encounter. I think you're totally right. I think from a very early age, people develop, you know, their thoughts around sex and they get it probably a lot from their parents, their peers, their teachers, how they were raised. And so and from society. And from society. And there's a lot of judgment and there's a lot of, you know, religious, like you mentioned before. I mean, you think about all of those different things that play a factor into how comfortable you are with your body. And it doesn't even have to be that you're not physically toned. It's just the fact that you actually understand your body. And this is part of what it means to be romancipated. It's about developing a trust. It's about feeling comfortable with who you are. Mm -hmm. It's practicing self-preservation. So let's sort of go back to this idea that you've just met this person, maybe online, maybe in person, and now you're on a date. This is your chance to start figuring out who this person is. It gives you Mm -hmm. the chance to ask questions. It gives you the chance to see if this person is actually their behavior, their actions are consistent with what they're saying. I think that's so important right there. Are they looking you in the eye when they're talking to you? Are they staring at your boobs? Right. Uh, You know, when when they ask you questions, are they actually asking you about real things that you care about and you think about? Or are they just trying to shoot the shit with you to just sort of get the time over get so to that the next you thing. can get to right. the next thing, which right. is for them, many people, particularly males, the sexual encounter. Of course. And so you get to sort of figure this out. You get to establish boundaries. Mm-hmm. You get to let the person know in the first date, just so you know, I'm not the kind of person who's going to sleep with you that first time. And here's the deal. What a wonderful way to flesh out the jerks. Right. Because if you right. set the boundary of, I'm not going to be having sex with you this first date. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure you out, and I want you to figure me out and see if we're actually a decent potential match. Right. The person who actually feels the same way, they're going to stick around. They're going to keep exploring. They're going to keep trying to figure out if, in fact, you guys could have a potential relationship. The person who just wants to stick it to you. Literally. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, they will, the moment you make the announcement that there's not going to be sex after dinner or drinks or a movie or whatever they're it is. They're checking their watch or their yeah, phone. They're or, like yeah. on their phone looking that's for that right. next available person. Swipes and that's okay yeah. too. Right. That's okay too. Well, because then you dodged a bullet. But exactly. Yeah. You've dodged a bullet. They've revealed who they are. And what they wanted out of that relationship. That's right. Right? That's all they wanted. Exactly. Yeah. And so for you, if you're actually looking for something more than that one night stand, then just that sexual, random sexual encounter where chances are you're probably a little like messed up, you know, because of probably been drinking or doing something else. So you probably don't even remember half of what you're doing. You know, you right. just kind of want to get some sort of release and get it. I get it. No judgment. That's, that's, there's a lot of people who are into that. I don't have a problem with that. But we're talking about relationships. That's we're right. not talking about getting your rocks off. You're right. You're talking about so, building a relationship that's and right. a meaningful relationship. And so and let that happen. Yeah. when you are trying to build that relationship, mm-hmm. the ability to communicate, the ability to set boundaries of what you're comfortable with, the ability to feel trust, to be able to have a conversation of, you know, really important things before you have sex with somebody, you need to ask them, do they have any sexually transmitted infections? And if they do, how are they going to protect you from you potentially catching them? And it gives you the chance to decide whether you want to continue right. in pursuing the relationship. Right. They, you get to talk to each other about, you know, children and what would happen if, even if you, I hope would use protection, but what happens if you don't and one person ends up pregnant? Guess what? You need to know how this person feels about things like adoption, abortion. Uh, I mean, you know, you're because- literally listing off all of these things. And I'm really wondering how many of our listeners not enough. Tr- I was going to say, have trouble communicating these things. And definitely on a first date, like some of those questions feel really aggressive or feel very— And I get that. You know, and I, I don't feel as though so many people would feel comfortable doing that on a first date. Most which people is wouldn't. But guess why what? you shouldn't have sex. <laughs> but, but, but guess what? Exactly. Yeah. So if you're not willing to ask those questions on the first date, you, you made my point. Right. If you can't ask those questions because those answers— are going to have a huge impact. That's right. On your life. That's right. Then you aren't ready to have sex with this person because you haven't established enough trust with them yet. Not to mention, and I think this is this is huge, because so many people aren't particularly comfortable expressing what they want in the bedroom right. when they first know somebody, even as you said later on. Right. Chances are the sexual encounter isn't going to be very good. And if the sexual encounter isn't very good, there's a very high likelihood that the relationship will end. And it's right, going to fizzle out right That's there. right. And you might actually lose out on a potentially really rewarding and really beneficial relationship with a person that might actually be a good match with you that if you just took some time to get to know them and them to know you and got a little more comfortable and developed some trust and some intimacy, you might end up having sex that isn't per se mind-blowing, but is really pleasurable. You know, I think that that's a really good point because I have so many friends that have gotten to that next level where they've met the person, they've started a sexual relationship, and their only complaint has been, well, he's like, he sucks in bed. Like, yeah, he's really bad in bed. And everybody's teachable. And you know, that is such a good point because I've had so, and then they're like, well, I can't find anybody. I can't meet anybody. Like, why can't I find somebody? 
You had that opportunity. These people are great people. Exactly. And you said how Listen, amazing they you are. And I, such you and I have yes. talked about the diamond in the rough. Hello, this is a perfect example. You can teach. Yeah. I have done it. Yes. I I, I am speaking from experience. Marlene, you, the sex guru. I'm just yeah. saying, you can yes. teach. You can. you can teach a person how to pleasure you. You know, and and if right. they are, and again, if they are open to learning, right, that's a win win for both of you. If they're but, not open to learning, then you know, right there, exactly. Hello, red yeah. flag. This is not a person that is going to end up being a good long term partner for you. Right. These are the kinds of things that a romanticated person does. I agree with what you said earlier that a lot of people, even when they're in a relationship you know, aren't comfortable letting people know what they want. Or they don't know what to ask for. They haven't experienced, experimented enough with their own body. That's they right. don't feel comfortable enough with their own body. And so, so many people go through life or go through relationships not really understanding what true pleasure is. Exactly. And what a shame that is. It's, it's tragic. Shame. And that is why people need to really focus on finding a person that is a good match for them. Yep. That is a person that is in, has the same mindset, has the same feelings, has the same willingness and openness to, you know, give the other person the chance to express their sexuality, to explore their sexuality. Now, listen, I get it. There are a lot of people who have a lot of sexual hangups and they're not going to get past them. I think it's a shame and they're not going to. And if you, one of our listeners, happen to fall in that category, that's okay. It That's okay. okay. As long as you're on the same page as your partner. Right. If the two of you both are like, you know what? I'm all about missionary. I like it vanilla. I don't want to do any of the freaky deaky. And you both really mean it. I don't mean lie about it. I mean, you both really mean it. But that's then the caveat that, right there. But guess what? Missionary can be incredibly satisfying. Sure. You know what I mean? As long as you know what you're doing. That's right. As long as both people are feeling an attraction, they're feeling safe, they're feeling secure, they're they're getting their motors revved up, right. people are doing foreplay, they're paying attention. Even the most basic positions can still be incredibly pleasurable. That's my point. You don't need to engage in all these different types of sexual dynamics. Right. You, know, you don't need gymnastics, the swing in your bedroom that's or the right, pole. Yeah. To like to be able to get right. off. Right. There's you can be more simple in your sexual encounters, but I want people to really understand while sex is an important component of a relationship, it is not the only component. I I liken it to icing on the cake. The cake itself, Lisa, yep. should be the trust, the boundaries, the 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 respect, the foundation. That, the foundation. Yeah. That should be the communication. That should be your cake. The good sex, the icing, right? That comes from all those other ingredients. That's what then brings everything together and makes it worthwhile, gives that extra little yumminess. That's right. And so that. that is what I want people to do. And I want them to recognize that when you have sex with a person, when you first meet them, you know, or, or your first date is what right. I mean by yep. that. When you're first really like encountering them. That's right. Chances are you are not going to be in the mental space to have learned enough about that person mm-hmm. to really end up having a great sexual experience. And I don't want you to then potentially 
walk away from a person yes. who could be a great Miss partner for you. something great. That's right. You know, and, and I also, I really, I will preach this until the day I die. I do not understand why our society has so many hangups about sex. Sex is really the most basic thing. No human would exist without sex. Sex is what keeps our species going. And we as humans have the ability to actually enjoy the act. I think and so that's such I, an I think point. people, every chance you have when you have a sexual encounter, you can look at it differently than the yep. way you did the last encounter. I think that that's such a good point. And I and need as you, you mature, to romanticate yourself. I was going to say, as you mature, you start to look at sex differently. That's too. right. And I think that you become more and more comfortable and confident with who you are. And I think that a lot of those past hangups that you potentially had from growing up in a certain way or, you know, having those judgments, they start to fall out the window. And I think— Well, you hope they do. Well, I think a lot of people—listen, I've read a lot of articles. I've heard a lot of, you know, people commenting on the fact that sex gets better and better as you get older and older. And you hear about a lot of these women that are in—and men that are in their—let's well, be honest. Men men are enjoying sex no matter what because That's right. they're— they're basic people. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I will say that you hear all these things about women— having the best sex of their life like right, you know they, as they because they become they, more comfortable they let they, go of their hangups they let exactly. go of their hangups they learn to appreciate yep. their bodies they learn That's to right. listen to their bodies they learn to set boundaries they learn to seek pleasure That's they right. learn to understand that their purpose is not to serve and pleasure another person right. that it's got to be mutual it's got to be consensual it's got to be enjoyable and wouldn't that be so amazing if we can romanticate some of these younger women absolutely so they start enjoying it from a much earlier point listen in time. Uh, you can be romanticated w- while you're in the middle of a marriage you can be romanticated before you even start a relationship. That's right. It's all about the mindset. Yep. It's all about the perspective and that's what we're talking about. So, some in substance, sex on the first date, does it suck? Is it great? I will never tell you there aren't the exceptions to the rule right. where the sex can be mind-blowing, but I would say that's rare occurrence. I think usually the sex sucks the first time, the second time maybe even, but if you are willing to get to know a person really diving in there and figuring out if you guys match up on needs and wants and you communicate and you set boundaries and you you really take responsibility for mm-hmm. what you're doing and saying such a good word. Yep. and you're accountable to one another and making yep. sure each other is safe, each other is feeling comfortable, each other is feeling respected, there, there's trust. I'm telling you, the sex is going to be mind-blowing. Boom, I love it. It's venting time with Marley and Lise. It's that time again when Lisa and I get to vent our frustrations over commonly experienced issues in romantic relationships. Woohoo! So today's topic, when your partner gives the non-apology apology. Oh my God. All right. Let's hear it, I'm ready for this. Actually, first, why can't people offer an honest apology? I just never understand that. Yes. It does not allow for closure. Absolutely. I'm sorry if my action offended you. What does that even mean? Oh, I know. (laughs) I'm so sorry you feel that way. Blaming you for your own feelings. Asshole. I'm sorry. Are you happy now? Uh, Dismissive. 
They can't be wrong, so they shift the blame. People, own your freaking mistakes and learn what it takes to truly apologize. Oh my God, say it, sister. All right, okay, now it's, I love those. Okay, now it's my turn. You ready? I'm ready. All right. It makes you feel unheard. Yes, it does. It devalues the person who's been wronged. Uh Uh-huh. It makes the wronged person feel frustrated, sad, and angry. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a toxic behavior that should not be tolerated. Toxic. It creates resentment in the relationship. Yep. It shows the wrongdoer's lack of empathy for their partner. Yes, it does. It highlights the wrongdoer's insecurity. They're insecure, for sure. It is a serious red flag when a person cannot admit to doing or saying something wrong. Red flag. It's a very selfish behavior on the part of the wrongdoer. Yep. It does not allow for closure of the argument or hurtful action or comment. Nope. It creates a power imbalance in the relationship that could be perceived as unhealthy or even abusive. Oh, that's a good one. It makes you want to retaliate against the wrongdoer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It can escalate the issue to another level that it didn't need to go to. Oh my gosh, totally. It shows the wrongdoer has no respect for their partner. Ugh. Yep. Ding. Yeah. Okay, I like those. Weight lifted. Wonderful. Lisa and I want to thank you so much for joining us this week. To view the complete show notes and a recap of today's podcast, or to learn more about us, visit www.romancipation.com. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive notifications of new episodes right when they're released. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you're enjoying the podcast, please let us know by leaving a five-star review on Apple or a five-star rating on Spotify. Reviews let Apple know that great listeners like you enjoy our show, and that helps us expand our audience. Thanks again, and stay romancipated.